Welcome to Zikr Dafsi Manma. I'm Rabbi Abraham Goldray, and today Maserkas Nazir Daf Mem Gimel the Sixth Parak Shoshamini. So the few topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on the previous Daf, Rabbi quoted Rav Huna saying that although a Nazir would not receive Malkus for a repetitive tuma, he would for bia entering an oil of tuma. The Gemara asks that just as he's not high for a second tuma, which does not increase his tuma level, why would he be high for entering an oil while already tameh? Even if he was Tower when entering, he always becomes tummy before he enters the OL, no matter how he enters, since most of his body must be inside to be deemed entering. Our Papa answers, It's a case where he entered the cemetery in a carriage, trunk, or closet, protecting from Tuma, and his friend came and removed the roof, the Tuma Ubiya Bahadi Hadadi Kasyan, whereby the Tuman entry occurs simultaneously. Rishonim add that he must have assisted in the removal of the roof to receive Malkas. Marba Ravashi answers Gaganta Al Kishu Gosas. It's a case where he entered an OL while someone there was dying, and a soul left him while the Nazar was sitting there, whereby the Tuman entry occurred simultaneously. Point number two, Abraisa states, the phrase to profane himself teaches, Adshashayamus. A cone is not forbidden to come in contact with a man until the moment he dies, because only then does he transmit tuma. Rebbe Darshan is a different pasuk. But Mosam Yitma, Adshayamus, in their death, he may not contaminate himself, which teaches that another is not prohibited in contact with a man until he dies. Ryochan says there's no nafkamina between the Tanaim. They merely argue about the source. Rishakish says, Gosas Egebenayo. They argue about a dying man. Although he cannot be classified as dead, he can be included in Lehechalo, since he can be called a Chalo, a slain person, since most Gozas seem die. The more asked from a mission which clearly states that a person is not Matame until he actually dies, and answers that although Tuma is not transmitted, the Kohen still profanes himself by coming in contact with the Gosas. And pointing with you, Rav Chisa quoted Rav, Nikta Rosha Shal Aviv Matamilo. If a Kohen's father's head was cut off, he could not become Tame for his burial. His reason is because the Pasuk says La'avi for his father, which implies Bismanshu Shalim Vilobismanshu Chaser, only when the father's body is whole, but not when it is deficient. Rav Chista agrees, however, if no one else is available, the son may bury his father despite being a Kohen because of the halacha of a mace mitzvah, a corpse with no one else to bury it. The more challenges Rav Chista from a Brisa, which teaches that although a Kohen may not become Tami for his relative's severed limb, of a maksuhu al etzim but he may return for a bone the size of a barley grain, although it is able to be matame, in a case where he already became tame when bearing his father. This shows that he may become tummy for his father's body, which was missing a piece of the bone. The Gemara answers that this Brysa follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds this way, but the Rabbanin disagree. Our Brysa is brought in the next off, which supports this position. So once again, the three points are number one. On the previous daf, Rabbi quoted Rav Huna as saying that although a Nazar would not receive Malkus for a repetitive Tuma, he would for Bia entering an O of Tuma. The Gemara asks that just as he's not high for a second Tuma, which does not increase his Tuma level, why would he be high for entering an oil while already Tame? Even if he was Tower when entering, he always becomes tummy before he enters the OL, no matter how he enters, since most of his body must be inside to be deemed entering. Our Papa answers, It's a case where he entered the cemetery in a carriage, trunk, or closet, protecting from Tuma, and his friend came and removed the roof, the Tuma Ubiya Bahadi Hadadi Kasyan, whereby the Tuman entry occurs simultaneously. Rishonim add that he must have assisted in the removal of the roof to receive Malkas. Marba Ravashi answers, Gosas. It's a case where he entered an OL while someone there was dying, and a soul left him while the Nazar was sitting there, whereby the Tuman entry occurred simultaneously. Point number two, Abraisa states, The phrase to profane himself teaches, 
is not forbidden to come in contact with a man until the moment he dies, because only then does he transmit Tumah. Rebbe Darshan is a different Pasuk. In their death, he may not contaminate himself, which teaches that a Nazar is not prohibited in contact with a man until he dies. Ryokhan says there's no nafkamina between the Tanaim. They merely argue about the source. Rishakish says, They argue about a dying man. Although he cannot be classified as dead, he can be included in Lehechalo, since he can be called a Chalo, a slain person, since most Gosasim die. They want to ask from a mission which clearly states that a person is not Matame until he actually dies, and answers that although Tuma is not transmitted, the Kohen still profanes himself by coming in contact with the Goseks. And pointing with you, Rav Chisa quoted Rav, If a Kohen's father's head was cut off, he could not become Tame for his burial. His reason is because the Pasuk says, for his father, which implies, only when the father's body is whole, but not when it is deficient. Rav Chista agrees, however, if no one else is available, the son may bury his father despite being a Kohen because of the halacha of a mace mitzvah, a corpse with no one else to bury it. The more challenges Rav Chista from a brisa, which teaches that although a Kohen may not become Tami for his relative's severed limb, of a maksuhu al etzim kasaorit, but he may return for a bone the size of a barley grain, although it is able to be matame, in a case where he already became tame when burying his father. This shows that he may become tame for his father's body, which was missing a piece of the bone. The Gemara answers that this b'risa follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds this way, but the Rabbanin disagree. A b'risa is brought in the next off, which supports this position. All right, so now we go to Simon Daf Mem Gimel, and our standard Simon is a magazine. A magazine. So here goes. The Nazir tore open the roof to his carriage that was covered in hairy magazines, thus becoming Tame, while simultaneously entering a cemetery. Because he got spooked from a gose lying next to him when he started reading from a magazine article about the burial of a Cohen's father whose head was cut off. Once again, it's a motion. The Nazir tore open the roof to his carriage that was covered in hairy magazines. Magazines? That must be one duff. Mem Gimel. The Nazir tore open the roof to his carriage that was covered in hairy magazines, thus becoming Tame, while simultaneously entering a cemetery. Which reminds the Gemara discusses how Tuma and Bia can occur simultaneously, since even if a Nazir was tar when entering an O of a Tuma, he always becomes Tame before he enters the O, no matter how he enters, since most of his body must be inside to be deemed entering. Papa answers, It's a case where he entered the cemetery in a carriage, trunk, or closet, protecting him from Tuma, and his friend came and removed the roof, whereby the Tuma and entry occur simultaneously. Rishonim add that he must have assisted in the removal of the roof to receive Malkus. Marbaravashi gives a different answer involving a Gose's. So, the Nazir opened the roof to his carriage that was covered in hairy magazines, thus becoming Tame, while simultaneously entering a cemetery. Because he got spooked from a ghost ace lying next to him, which reminds us, two different sources are brought to teach that a Kohen is not forbidden to come in contact with a man until the moment he dies. Rish Lakish says enough can between them as a ghost ace, a dying man. Although he cannot be classified as dead, he can be included in the Pasuk Lehechalo, since he can be called a Chalal, a slain person, since most ghosts seem to die. The Gemara asks for a mission which clearly states that a person is not Matame until he actually dies, and answers that although Tuma is not transmitted, the Kohen still profanes himself by coming in contact with the Goseis. So, the Nazir tore open the roof to his carriage that was covered in hairy magazines, thus becoming Tame, while simultaneously entering a cemetery, because he got spooked from a Goseis lying next to him when he started reading from a magazine article about the burial of a Cohen's father whose head 
was cut off, which reminds us, Rav Chista quoted Rav, If a Kohen's father's head was cut off, he could not become Tamei for his burial. His reason is because the Pasuk says Aviv for his father, which implies, Only when the father's body is whole, but not when it is deficient. So once again, the Nazareth opened the roof to his carriage that was covered in hairy magazines, thus becoming Tame, while simultaneously entering a cemetery. Because he got spooked from a ghost ace lying next to him, when he started reading from a magazine article about the burial of Okon's father, whose head was cut off. Alright, so now it's time to go to our four block back Hazara. Daflamites, so the simple Daflamites is a letter and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The hairy Nazar mailman, mailman, that must mean one Daflamites, letter. The hairy Nazar mailman who was captured by bandits and had his hair shaved, leaving his hair long enough to be able to bend at the root, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, does hair grow from the base or from the tip? The Nafkamina is regarding a Nazar whom bandits shaved and left on him long enough hair to bend it to its root, which is a significant seven-day growth. If it grows out from the base, then the original hair he had when he accepted Naziris was cut off, and he must wait for a full 30-day growth to complete his Naziris. But if it grows from the tip, then only new hair was cut off, and the remaining original hair is of a sufficient significance to complete his Naziris, the Gemara determines it grows in the base of the root. So the hairy Nazar mailman who was captured by bandits and had his hair shaved, leaving his hair long enough to be able to bend at the root, mistakenly revealed to his captors that he wouldn't forfeit any days of his Naziris because it was already after the completion of his term. Which reminds us, a Nazar whom bandits shaved and left on him long enough hair to bend to the root, he doesn't forfeit any days of the Naziris. He doesn't require a full 30-day growth because of the cases where they shaved him after the completion of his term, but before he brought Carbonus. So the hairy Nazar mailman who was captured by bandits and had his hair shaved, leaving his hair long enough to be able to bend at the root, mistakenly revealed to his captors that he wouldn't forfeit any days of his Naziris because it was already after the completion of his term, whereupon they plucked his hair and removed it all with cream. Which reminds us, it's Malchuk is whether a Nazar only transgresses when he shaves with a razor or also when the hair is plucked or a cream is used. Daf Mem, so the simmer Daf Mem is a swimming pool. So here goes. The lifeguard at the formerly hairy pool party pool, that must more in Daf Mem, Mayim. The lifeguard of the formerly hairy pool party who blew his whistle at the Nazar about to remove one hair and get Malkus, which reminds us, Rav Chista said, For Nazar to get Malkus, removing even one hair is sufficient to prevent fulfillment of the shaving at the completion of Naziris. Two hairs left over are significant. To forfeit days because of an illegal shaving, he only forfeits it if most of his beard is shaved. And these all apply to removal with a razor, which is more clarifies to mean that it was completely removed, similar to a razor. Rabbi Shimon's court is saying that just as two hairs are sufficient to prevent the concluding shaving from being fulfilled, two hairs are also sufficient to cause a forfeiture of days. So the lifeguard at the formerly hairy pool party, who blew his whistle at the Nazar about to remove one hair, and Gemalkas, told the Nazar Mitzor and Levi, who recently shaved, that they can go into the pool because they did a mitzvah. Which reminds the more quotes of Mishnah, mitzvah. There are three who shave, and their shaving is a mitzvah. Nazar, Mitzor, the Levim, a Nazar at the end of his term, a Mitzor at the end of his purification, and the Levim, when they were inaugurated by Moshe Rabbeinu, and any of them, who shaved without a razor, or left over two hairs, they have done nothing as far as their shaving obligation. The Gemara seeks a source that a Mitzor shaving must be done with a razor. So, the lifeguard of the formerly hairy pool party, who blew his whistle at the Nazar about to remove one hair, and Gemalkas, told the Nazar Mitzor and Levi, who recently shaved, that they could go into the pool because they did a mitzvah. As soon as the Mitzor swept up his beard hair, that he shaved off 
with a razor. Which reminds us, because it's said about Kahanim, and the corner of their beard they shall not shave, Yaakov, Mitzoriken. One could even think a Mitzor would be similarly forbidden to shave his beard. Talmud Lomer Zekano. Therefore it says, his beard to teach that a Mitzor shaves even his beard, which is normally forbidden. Now if the Torah had to allow the violation of cutting the beard, which the Rabbanon hold is only with a razor, for the shaving of a Mitzor, it must be that a Mitzor shaving likewise requires a razor. Daf Mem Alf. So the similar Daf Mem Alf is a grandma. So here goes. The hairy grandma, grandma, that must be more enough. Memov, grandma. The hairy grandma who told her Matsora Nazar grandson to make sure the barber uses a nice razor to shave all the hair off. Rosho, which reminds us, Rebbeazer's source that a Matsora shaves with a razor is Rosho. So the hairy grandma who told her Matsora Nazar grandson to make sure the barber uses a nice razor to shave all the hair off. Rosho, and to tell him to override the prohibition of rounding his entire head, which is generally not permitted, which reminds us, according to the Rabbanan, Rosho teaches a Mitzorah shaves in violation of a Kafas Rosh. So the hairy grandma who told her Mitzorah and Nazar grandson to make sure the barber uses a nice razor to shave all the hair off Rosho, and to tell him to override the prohibition of rounding his entire head, which is generally not permitted, gave him a new pair of tzitzes a shotness. To wear. Which reminds us, the source for Asei Doche Lose, Kondrabeleazer, is learned from Gedilim Tzitzes, as the Brysa states, Well, Tilba Shatnes, you shall not wear Shatnes, and the following Pasuk commands attaching Tzitzes to a garment. HaGedilim Tzitzelucha, Mehem, but twist the cords you shall make for yourself from them, meaning you shall make Tzitzes of Shatnes. Daf Mem Beis, so the similar Daf Mem Beis is a mobster. So here goes. The Nazar mobster, mobster, that must be more on Daf Mem Beis. Then as her mobster boss threw such a fit when his second-to-last hair fell out and he realized that he would not fulfill the mitzvah of shaving, which reminds us, Rava asked what the halacha is in a case where Nazar shaved and left over two hairs and he then shaved one and the other one fell out. So the Nazar mobster boss threw such a fit when his second-to-last hair fell out and he realized that he would not fulfill the mitzvah of shaving that his hairdresser, who intended to remove some dangling hairs as he was combing the boss's hair, ran for his life. Which reminds us, the next mission states that a Nazar may shampoo his hair with cleansing agents and separate his hairs, but he cannot comb them. The Gemara explains that this mission reflects the view of Rabbi Shimon who holds Davashem is Gavin Mutter, something which is unintended is permitted, meaning it's permitted to perform an act which may cause an unintended transgression. Here too, although some hair may be removed inadvertently through the shampooing act, it is permitted. Still, combing is forbidden. As Gemara explains, anyone who combs intends to remove dangling hairs. So the Nazar mobster boss threw such a fit when his second-to-last hair fell out and he realized that he would not fulfill the mitzvah of shaving, that his hairdresser, who intended to remove some dangling hairs as he was combing the boss's hair, ran for his life, but bumped right into the hitman named Cohen, who was carrying one corpse on his shoulder while touching another corpse. Which reminds us, Rava said in the name of Huna that Tuma Tuma Lo, a Nazu came in contact with Tuma twice, is not Chayv a second time since he was already Tame, and the second contact does not add to his Tuma. Rav Yosef swore that Rav Huna held that he is Chayv. Abai challenged Rav Yosef from a Bryce which says that a Kohen who has a corpse on his shoulder and touches that second corpse is not Chayv for the second Tuma. Rav Yosef responded that our Mishnah proves the opposite by saying that a Nazar can receive multiple Malkas for repeated Tuma. But there's no contradiction. Kan bichiburin, kan bichiburin. The Bryce is a case of current contact with the first corpse, so the second corpse adds no tumor, whereas the mission is a case of no current contact with the corpse, so the contact with the second one increases his tumor. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which Duff did learn if a Cohen's father's head was cut off, he could not become Tame for his burial? That's on Duff.
Mem Gimel. Good number two. Which of the case of Anaz were after shaving, leaving two hairs, one was shaved and the other fell out? That's on Dov. Membase. Good number three. Which definitely when Rokahani used two Simanim stories to remember the five red cases and five white cases of Raviz? That's on Dav. Lamed Ches. Good number four. Which stuff are two different sources brought to teach that Cohen is not forbidden in contact with a man until the moment he dies and enough kamina between them is a gosase? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number five. Which stuff went from Zikano, his beard, that a Matsura shaves even his beard with a razor? That's on Dav. Mem. Good number six. Which stuff went according to Rabbanan Rosho teaches a Matsura shaves in violation of a Kafas Rosh? That's on Dav. Memov. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a Machok? Is whether one can add Tuma to his Tuma in the case where a Kohen has a corpse on his shoulder and he touches a second corpse? That's on Dav. Membeis. Good number eight. Which of the one in a case where how Tuma and Bia can occur simultaneously is where Nazar entered a cemetery in a carriage and his friend removed the roof. That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number nine. Which step we learned that the source according to Rebbe Yezer, that Naseh's Dochelosa says one from the Psukim that teach that one can make tzitzes from shotness. That's on Dav. Memov. Good at number ten. Which of the one in a may shampoo his hair, but he may not comb it since the purpose is to remove dangling hairs. That's on Dov. Membeis. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.